Welcome to Be Your Own Muse, the Spelman College Museum of Fine Arts podcast series where we present conversations with black women cultural producers. I am Floyd Hall. In this episode, Micheline Thomas shares some thoughts about her latest exhibition, Micheline Thomas, Mentors, Muses, and Celebrities. This is part one of a two-part conversation. Micheline Thomas, Mentors, Muses, and Celebrities, is organized by the Aspen Art Museum. It will be on view at the Spelman College Museum of Fine Art from February 9th through May 20th, 2017. I'm Floyd Hall, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with visual artist Micheline Thomas. Micheline, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to have some time with you today. Mm-hmm. The notion of, of a muse, who was your first muse? And, and how would you identify that person as such? That's a great question. Um, you know, just thinking about just the historical relationship of what a muse is or what it sort of exemplified in history and Greek mythology you know, the notion of goddesses and women who are just like of love and art and culture, it just seems to me that that was a representation of who I was and the women that were in my environment, my mother, my aunt, my cousins. And when I was in graduate school, I, there were all these like images of like Little Kim, stereotypical images of Little Kim and Foxy Brown hip hop girls. And they weren't representations of me. And I started looking at myself again and the work that I was making. I was mainly making abstract paintings, just these aerial views of landscapes. And I started to look at my own world and think, who are the women in my life and what they meant. And so my first muse came to me to be my mother. You know, it just made sense for me to look at my life and look at the women in my world and think about who they were and how they weren't being represented in mass media and popular culture. And I questioned that because I thought, well, who are these women that we're supposed to be? And if that's it, those aren't the women that I'm seeing in my world. And why aren't we seeing the women that I know and see who are powerful, intelligent, and um, charismatic, and and have a prowess that is uh, sincere and, and understand their own sort of vulnerability weren't exhibited in these images from sort of these notions of like, hip-hop culture and uh, Little Kim or and then so I questioned that and started photographing my mother and she became my first subject in my art and that was also a way for she and I to uh, forge a relationship that was estranged um, and for us to get to know each other beyond mother and daughter. It was more about us being two human beings and two individual people and 
respecting our individual choices and embracing what was great about each other. Um, and so she was definitely a defining figure um, in my life to not only look at as, as a muse, but also as a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother went through her own series of trials and tribulations and battle with addiction and um, and her own life. And so just seeing her persevere through um, that struggle of, you know, her drug addiction was amazing. You know, just that turnaround of just her deciding, okay, I need to change my life. Um, and it wasn't necessarily her making that choice because of her kids or anybody else telling her to. It was a choice that she decided for her own conviction herself. Um, and so that was very inspirational to to see her go through all the stuff that she went through, you know, the, the abuse with my father, uh, moving away and taking me and my brother and, and uh, giving us the best education and putting us in environments and um, in the arts and, you know, getting us involved with the arts at a very young age and taking us to New York to um, great um, art programs to culturally um, make things accessible to us. But to see her go through her own struggles and her obstacles and to turn that around was just, for me, one of the best gifts she could have given me. Now, you talk about your mom and your aunts or mm-hmm. people who were, mm-hmm. were, were close to mm-hmm. you uh, and how that was different from the images that you were being exposed to via hip-hop or just pop culture. Yeah. Um, when you, There's a notion of, of what a muse is, and for you, um, can someone be a muse to you from afar, or does it have to be does there have to be some intimacy there for you? I think they can be amused from afar. Um, most of the women that I have um, embraced in my my art just so happen to be at arm's length. You know, they are friends. And I think that's more about, for me, um, accessibility okay. and just the relationships that I forge with the women in my life. I have worked with um, women that have nothing to do with my life or my world, and that just happened to be through um, particular projects that have landed in my lap or just collaborative works. Um, but I think it's possible to have to have that, and that sort of falls in line with like that person mo- mostly being like a mentor, <laughs> you know, and. Um, someone that uh, that is defining, for me, a mentor, someone you look at all aspects of their life and their own journey, and then you learn from that and say, okay, that's what I need to do. And it's not necessarily someone that you need to know, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's someone you can, it's, you know, based on their biography, based on what they've done in the world, based on how they've... You know, like Eartha Kitt was that for me. Yeah. You know, she was someone just learning about her life and being an artist, because I see her as an artist, and looking at her as an artist and how she navigated sort of that particular landscape of her world 
made me realize that no matter what happens in your life and no matter what choices you make and whether you're political or um, you speak out against things that are wrong socially, that you do your, you make your art. Like nothing's going to stop you from doing your craft. And that's what I loved about her, that she, you know, you know, every time she was knocked down, she just got back up, you know? And to me, that's, those are, those are women that I, um, gravitate toward, um, who understand, um, and have a sort of residue (laughs) about them, you know, this sort of rawness that is, you know, all, that isn't always uh, this pristine thing, you know. It's not always the silver spoon or this way of everything has been mapped out for them in a way where it's like they they've had to work for it. And um, I think for me, I just I'm the type of person that if something's given to me so easy, I don't trust it. Like I have to work for it, you know. And I look at those particular celebrities, mentors, and muses. Those are the women that I portray in my work so that they can be um, a mirror image to other people um, and that they can be these defining iconic images in the world so when young girls see see them, they see a little, hopefully they see a little of something of themselves and these other women um, and they can embrace that. Um, a little inkling, twinkling in the eye, or just the stance, or just sort of her, her confidence, the shoulders back, just you know, and and I think that's why I did the film of my mother because I was doing all of these pictures, photographs, and paintings of my mom, and then when she got sick, you know, I really wanted the my viewers to know who this person was. Beside, behind the image. So who is Sandra Bush, really, um, besides this woman in the photograph or the painting? Like, what is she? What is she about? Who is she? What has she done? How did she get from one point to the next? What was, those, what was her, her journey, her trajectory in her life? Um, and I think when you have that story of who these women are, it makes it that much more powerful. Now, what I get from your work, um, both the photography and the video, and what I seem to to always keep coming back to is there's seemingly an invitation. Mm. Like I I get as a viewer an invitation to to enter into this space or Mm -hmm. into the personal space Mm -hmm. of the subject. And I feel like that's something that that resonates Mm -hmm. because there's this invitation to to look Mm -hmm. to linger to feel a few different feelings Mm -hmm. and i feel like your 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 work creates this safe space where the where the invitation is presented Mm -hmm. can you can you talk to that well that's beautiful thanks um that's always something that i'm hoping that my work does that it imbues that that it's sort of exemplify that sort of invitation for people to um, access it. I think that's very important for me for it not to um, have walls where it's difficult for people to engage. 
Um, and I think that invitation has to do with mostly the comfort level that I have with the women that I'm inviting to be in these spaces when I photograph them. And I think me inviting them, like that level of invitation, inviting them into the space that becomes very familiar to them and setting up these tableaus that are reminders of, uh, you know, their grandmom's house or just the different memorabilia in the space that they can connect to, that immediate invitation allows them to unveil themselves, to sit into the space in a comfortable way that allows that image to come forth that it could be someone you know, you know, because they're entering the space in the way where it's just like, it's so familiar to them. It's not foreign. It's not a foreign space. And these spaces have always been, for me, um, important in that aspect to make it so that when I ask someone to come into the space, that they connect to it. And if they can't connect to it, then it doesn't matter what I capture. It's not going to come through. Um, so w when you're creating these spaces, mm -hmm. um, what is your, even before you invite the person into the space, mm -hmm. what are you thinking about as you are, as you are approaching the space mm -hmm. in terms of trying to do your best to make that a part of what the, the moment becomes? Yeah. When I'm creating the space, I think what I'm thinking is that I'm thinking of home. I'm thinking of love. I'm thinking of uh, all that warmth. Uh, that I have from my grandmother, you know, just like that embrace. And I'm thinking of what that felt like, what that looked like, those reminders, trying to use the objects to um, express that, um, to be the vehicles to, what is that? What is that sound? You know, um, what is it that I remember from a child that sort of I hold on to when all things are just like rough and tough and you feel like you, you're losing faith, it's like, okay, something my grandmother said or a book on her shelf or the way the comforter was draped on the bed or just the flowers and the vase, just those really subtle reminders that are descriptive about who you are. Um, and so it just becomes this visual picture of embracing all of that, encompassing all of that energy and to creating this space with these objects of reminders of like, oh, I remember that. That's how I felt. You know, what was the rec room for me, the faux paneling? I remember those spaces in my auntie's and my mom's houses, this gathering spaces, right? These, these rooms where it was social, you know, whether it was a playroom where you had your, your uncle was putting a record on. For me, I'm gathering all of these ephemera and thinking and hoping that what I'm doing is connecting in some way to the person that comes in the space. And it's just like, and whether that's, um, it's conceptual, and I hope that it's conceived when I put it in there, but, you know, it's, 
I think over time, because initially it started as just putting a sheet on the wall, a fabric that I got from my grandmother as a, you know, it was after she died and it was something that I held on to. And it's actually this fabric that's on the cover of the book. Um, and just using that as a backdrop um, for the models. And for me, it was more a personal connection of bridging that gap of my relationship to the environment, but also how I was inviting someone into my home, mm. you know, in yeah. that sense. With this current exhibition, Mentors, Muses, and Celebrities, um, what I feel like is most striking about the work is that the the video displays really mm-hmm. confront the viewer. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. what I wonder is, is how do you, what is your process of, of research like mm-hmm. for these video installations relative yeah. to your process of creating uh, photography? Yeah. I, I, the process for these video installations and photography is quite similar in a sense where I will resource online pulling images from everywhere I can, Flickr, you know, stock images, and YouTube is a great (laughs) source for, you know, finding and looking and searching for moving images and still images. And it's just, you know, a library of like folders that I create. And sometimes I use them and sometimes it just becomes a direct resource for what I want to portray in the photograph or the video. And these particular videos, Do I Look Like a Lady, those were um, clips that I had gathered over a period of five to six years. And it was for an idea I had for a particular project. And it was the time when you can just really uh, download images quickly from YouTube without having to go through all of these other processes to, to get clips. And... Um, it was more of a response because I, I really do connect and like comedians um, a lot and particularly female comedians because I feel like they have this platform and they use the stage as a way to speak about issues that are really difficult to digest sometimes. And I think that's the power of uh, humor and comedy, that we can say things, let it roll off our tongue and say it. And even though it is a little jarring or, you know, it sort of throws you back, you still find that space of, okay, I'm going to laugh about this because it makes me uncomfortable. But there is some truth to it. Right, right. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. Um so I, I started to think of them as these goddesses on the stage, these sort of like oracle goddesses delivering messages to us. They're 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 there to to sort of to decipher and tell us the truth, <laughs> um, and they became in that way conceptually these images for me. Just listening to what they were saying, and and a lot of them 
some of them would say the same thing. It's sort of this mantra over and over. And so I started thinking of how I could use that um, as a defining way of telling a story, you know, telling a story about, you know, you know, being a black woman and what it's like, how, how are you oscillating, moving, moving throughout all of these spaces. And they were all different based on all their, their experiences because their lives are all different. But then they came together and some of it was, you know, talking about sex, their sexuality, gender, um, you know, economics, the social paradigms and all of these things on this platform and real issues at the time. And then it would just, you know, you're sitting there and you're hearing this truth and you're a little uncomfortable with it, but then you laugh because <laughs> that's the easier expression to right. make at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so selecting all of these and then thinking about some of the musicians in the same way and then collecting them. A lot of my process is just sometimes at that moment, I don't know how I'm going to use it, but I know I'm responding to it. I know that... Um, there's a connection that I'm having and I'm not quite sure at that time how to use it or what it's meant for, but there's a response from me. There's like this thing that I was like, okay, I'm just going to start collecting these. And that's what I was doing over the course of these years, just collecting them and filing them and just saving them and not really knowing what it was meant for, but I just knew sometimes I would just go back and listen to them, you know, and just think, you know, and think about them and just look at their own sort of journeys and how some of them moved on and became very successful and then some of them weren't. I mean, because then they were entering a whole patriarchal sort of, you know, environment that was not necessarily as acceptable to that humor coming from women. Um, and so, you know, they were fighting for that space, right? They were fighting for these domains to hear, have their voices be heard. Um, and once again, I have a tendency to be attracted <laughs> to uh, those type of women who are struggling for a particular space to claim. Yeah. Um, and even with the the singers who are also in the exhibition or really in the entire exhibition, but really think, thinking about thinking about those uh, those clips of Nina Simone mm-hmm. or the music of Whitney Houston, Eartha Kitt, um, even the images of uh, Celie and mm-hmm. uh, Shug Avery from The Color Purple. I feel like all of the women that are presented mm-hmm. are women who whether in the fictional sense or the the real sense mm-hmm. were living challenged lives and mm-hmm. there there's this sort of constant sort of challenging that they're often going through and mm-hmm. we see that and yeah. i think with the celebrities a lot of them maybe aren't they aren't as visible in our current pop culture context mm-hmm. but sort of seeing all of them together there is this this thread mm-hmm. through all of their uh their lives i think Absolutely. And I think um, it's that challenge and sort of those connections that are threaded through that I'm excited about. Um, And then for me, they become like these mirror images, right? It's how we see ourselves. Like these women 
are out in popular culture and whether we really recognize that or not, we're seeing ourselves, right? We're we're learning and defining ourselves of what we should be doing and how we dress and what we should, you know, all of these aspects of who we are as women or, or as people, and you know, for men too. Because it's constantly these images we're bombarded with, right? And so for me, they become like these icons, you know, they become these these forces in the world that you start to mirror yourself as, right? And look to as guidance, as leaders, you know, as defining like who you are, which sort of direction you want or who you want to basically align yourself with. Like, okay, that's who. And so these are basically women that I find as an extension of myself.